0: It is Thursday, July 23rd. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who can't believe Claire kicked Collins to the curb,
1: even before the whole thing got started, J.P. Shadrick. I don't know what that means. No idea. Welcome in at Jaguars Happy Hour. It's Thursday, July 23rd. Again from the home office, the last time in the stadium in studio, March 19th. We continue from self-isolation. We've got quite a program today, plenty to get to as some rookies around the league are reporting, some quarterbacks are showing up, veterans are scheduled to show up next week. Jeff Lagerman will join us, Jaguars analyst, will break some of that down and what remains in the negotiations. We'll hear from Jaguars.com reporter Ashlyn Sullivan. She's been busy on the Jaguars social channels this week with some interviews with Jaguars players. Analyst Tony Baselli will join us at around 435 today. We'll go around the National Football League as well. Bachelorette, I'm told, was that open. I, I, I would have no idea. I, I have never watched that television program. Jeff Lagerman joins us now. Jeff, I'm guessing... If I were a betting man, that you've never watched The Bachelorette either.
2: <laughs> well, I was, I'm personally JP. I'm a big fan of the Bachelor show.
1: Oh, the other one. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Heck no! I haven't watched that show, and I haven't watched the other one. Is there a
1: Bachelor show anyway? I don't. Well, I, I think there is, but you know, you fool me. I don't well, know.
2: that's Joe, he Fortunato. He he knows. He's a, he's a big fan of those kind apparently of shows, you know, reality so, shows. Apparently
1: and... so. He put the the <laughs> open together.
2: So. oh my goodness
1: what's up what it buddy? Come to? how's your week
2: uh, t today's a great day today is uh today is uh, july 23rd which is my dad's birthday
1: all right mr and, lagerman uh, how old is mr lagerman today uh, he's he... got a
2: big one today now he's, he's the big eight zero wow so, yeah yeah so uh well
1: happy birthday so from it's a us good day for sure he's uh yeah he's a good I, I, will, man.
2: I will pass it on i will pass it on to him we got uh we got big plans and Uh, we, so far we've had a pancake breakfast and hanging out a little bit and we're going to have some pizza tonight. And, you know, so with all the worldwide pandemic, obviously you're you're trying to be careful and all that kind of stuff. So we're not out hitting the, hitting the bar scene or bar hopping or anything with (laughs) pops when he's turning 80.
1: (laughs) It's good. Good idea. Jeff, uh, Jeff Logman (laughs) with us, (laughs) uh, reports about 15, 20 minutes ago, logs that the NFL wants to finalize a deal with the Players Association by Sunday, or virtual work could continue indefinitely. Sunday is when the Chiefs and the Texans rookies are supposed to begin strength and conditioning. There's still that conversation Mm -hmm. between the, the PA and the league about money, mainly what happens if the season's shortened, do the players get their full salary, and the spread impact of a potential revenue shortfall. The the players apparently reportedly wanted over an eleven year CBA rather than two years the next uh, this season and next as the NFL has proposed so that's the one thing left logs and it sounds like they're um, putting a deadline of Sunday on it to go back home.
2: Yeah, I don't know if if a deadline like that is truly going to work. You know the NFL is essentially trying to save the season because even if you're you're lacking a lot of the revenue streams, the typical revenue streams that you have with fans in the seats and concessions and parking and, and local ad revenue, sponsorship, et cetera. I mean, the TV revenue is immense. I mean, you're, you're talking that that alone essentially would keep any NFL team afloat, you know, so you don't want to lose that. And uh, so you've got to try to preserve that, try to make that, make sure that that can happen. if, If you're trying to, accomplish financial stability but you got to be able to do that while trying to do all the safety things that you can to make sure that the players are comfortable and the coaching staffs are comfortable the staff of the organizations that they're comfortable so i mean it's it's quite a challenge and then i know that there's even though you you mentioned this weekend as a deadline i mean there's there's kind of really other deadlines too and that you want to make sure that from the owner standpoint you don't want to get started and then all of a sudden you stop and then from the player standpoint, because if, if you start to play one or two games, then the players are going to get their money. And when, when, with the owners or the players that you don't want to end up having to stop before you get started, if you want to get your money, because then you're just not going to get paid at all. That's right. You know, so for the owners, I think from their standpoint, it's kind of either all or nothing, either let's get this started and have a whole season or let's just not get it started at all. Because I mean, we don't want to pay salaries. For two weeks, and then all of a sudden we have to shut down, and then we still have to pay all the all the salaries that are, are going to be guaranteed at that point. So it's an interesting situation, and it's a complex situation, and uh, and I think the NFL is certainly committed. I mean, I read uh, and saw that they had committed with the company to where it would do the testing or handle all the bulk of the testing for COVID for the entire NFL. And I don't know if it's true or not. We're talking like 75 million commitment.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean yeah, that's
2: correct. that's sig- significant.
1: And that, from what I read, that includes players on a daily basis until there's a point mm-hmm. where there's a, a percentage of uh, negatives. That's I forget the exact number of negatives they have to have to make it every other yeah. day. But um, yeah, that's that's a league-wide deal, and I think the teams, each individual team, would have to pay for additional tests over a certain number each day.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so they're uh, they're getting all their. Ducks in a row, I guess you could say, to try to, to make the season happen. But are you shocked, uh, know- Logs?
1: You're, you can't be shocked that the last thing that it's going to come down to is money. You could have done that first before you did all the testing stuff. It's really what well, it's about. Well, I mean,
2: look, I, I don't want to say it's all, it's only about money because, I mean, it's really not just about money. I mean, money's a big part of it, but safety and and the players' health and well-being and the, and the staff's safety and health and well-being, I mean, those things are all a big part of it too. And they think that they have that part of it solved. So now they're moving on to the money side of things. So, uh, so there's a lot to consider. And, uh, and I know that uh, from the team standpoint, I mean, they're all essentially preparing to, to make this happen. Um, Maybe even us, I mean, what, what, what's our role going to be? How much exposure do we get to the players? (laughs) Uh, how much are we uh, going to be allowed to even see anything? You know, because you you don't allow a lot of media members around your players. I mean, so there's there's even plans that are being put in place now to regulate any kind of exposure to the players from a media standpoint, from any outside kind of contact standpoint. So, uh, look, uh, the league is ready to, to to make this happen, and 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 I think it's great. Because I think people would be thrilled to have a little bit of normalcy. But at the same token, you know, you just want to make sure that everybody's comfortable with that, and that's I think why they also have the opt out ability for players that maybe don't want to do it.
1: Jeff Logman with us, Jaguar's analyst on Jaguar's Happy Hour on this Thursday, July. Jake, let me ask you a question. Yes, Logs.
2: What would your comfort level be? I mean, let's say let's say you're a coach. Okay? You're a coach, you have a wife. You have kids at home, you know, they're various ages from high school down to let's say, you know, fifth grade. I mean, what would your comfort level be? That's a lot. As, it's a lot of moving. A,
1: a it's a lot of moving parts. I'll say that because yeah. it's not a true bubble. Yeah. You know, you're going home, you're interacting, you're coming back. Everybody else in that so-called work bubble is doing that, but it's not a true bubble. You're going out of the bubble, coming back. So even with everyday testing, it's still a day behind. Um so yeah, if if well, that and, were my circumstance, I would feel a little bit differently than I do as a single person going to work.
2: Sure. And I think, I think also with, uh, from that standpoint, I mean, here, here's the other part of that, you know, the NBA supposedly they've had guys that have violated that bubble or that are thinking about violating that bubble at the NFL players. We're not talking about keeping them in one city and keeping them in a bubble. I mean, this they have to try to execute that bubble themselves, right? That's I mean, right. It, it's on them yes. as individuals to try to do the right thing when they're not at work. So, as a as a staff member, would you feel comfortable twenty two, twenty three year olds, you know, that maybe aren't doing the right things? I mean, look, I mean, here's the reality. I mean, when you're twenty two, twenty three, I mean, you're bulletproof. You're not worrying about some kind of virus, I mean, you're like, ah, man, let's just go, you know? Right. So right. as a staff member, are you are you fully comfortable around, you know, 65, maybe a little bit more players that maybe some of them aren't going to be doing the right thing?
1: It's, it's a fascinating question of how much that interaction would happen too, right? How much virtual meeting time is there? I mean, you got to be on the practice field at some point but how close do you really interact? Uh, I think that's all. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's,
2: it's uh and and here's the other thing with the Jaguars that, uh, that also kind of puts a little bit of a, a I don't want to say it, a, a pretty uh, serious curve into the plans of having a training camp and everything else. Oh, by the way, you have the Republican national convention coming to Jacksonville. Correct. So, If you have that, what do you do as an organization, right? I mean, you're, you're trying to create your own bubble, but then you have this massive number of people that are going to be coming. I mean, right there on your doorstep, are you going to have to pack up and roll out? And and if so, boy, you're trying to create another bubble,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that I mean, uh, another challenge? Of all things, right? <laughs> Just throw that on top of everything that's happened already. Yeah, I mean, look, it's hard <laughs> enough to do it
2: when you're comfortable in your own environment. Yeah. But then, you know, maybe you have to pack up and leave and go somewhere. I, I mean, I, w- wow, 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 yeah. uh, wow, wow.
1: Jeff Logman with us, Jaguars analyst. Another uh, report today, the expectation now is that face shields will be recommended, not required. By players would you wear a full mask shield if you played and had to play this year
2: well the the face shields and i'm talking about the the eye shields. okay came out in in the 90s and chris dolman was a guy who wore it man and you know he looked cool because he kind of looked like terminator you know had the dark the dark uh lens kind of thing and i actually tried it and I, I'm right there, kind of same deal as JG Watt. Because I remember reading how his experience was when he tried that particular eye shield. And this, this we're talking about now is just the eye visor. Part.
1: No, no, this you is know, yeah, clear... that's just the eye one you're talking about. The league's talking about. over. Right, right, right.
2: So, so, things. so I'm a, I'm gonna relate it to my experience with the eye part because when I had that on, JP, I swear to you, I had it on for one day, and I felt I got claustrophobic. It was like. um the difference between being in a closed, hot building with no airflow whatsoever, versus being in a pole barn and there's no walls, there's no doors, it's just a breeze blowing freely with a face mask only. So now, I mean, talking about a face shield that covers the whole frontal area of your face mask. I mean, you want to talk about the the heat build up, the claustrophobic claustrophobia. I don't even know if that's a word, but I mean. I, I would hate it. I would hate it. It would be not only say impossible. But I mean for some guys it might be. I mean from from a from a mental claustrophobic standpoint they'd be like I can't do this. So yeah. uh yeah, I don't know how that would work, you know, and and do you say okay, well guys, let's put on face mask under the helmet. Well, JP, I mean we're we're all wearing we're all masking up these days, right? We Correct. go to the grocery store we mask up. That's we right. go to the hardware store we mask up. Mm-hmm. we go to grab a a a beer you know at a at a brewery, you know to walk out and carry home or whatever you know put a mask on and I don't know about you, but for me, man, I can't wait to get out of that store after five to ten minutes because that mask is driving
1: me crazy. Imagine running and pushing uh 300 pound no. around. No, you know, no, I can't. Oh. I, I mean, I just can't. I mean, well, that's like,
2: yeah. It's, wow. It's, that's, it's, that's hard. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how you would do that.
1: One final thought with you here, logs. There was a, a written story today on jaguars.com uh, media members around the team here weighing in on who will be the Jaguars defensive MVP this year. You and I both went with Josh Allen. What can we expect from him in year two overall? Now, and how different I, I just, for you, logs, was year two for you coming off your rookie season. That's probably a good way to think about it.
2: Uh, well, it wasn't tremendously different for me because I was making a position switch, and Josh won't be doing that. So I mean, so that's good for him. Right. Um. So I'd be kind of comparing apples to oranges, me and and him, and our experiences. But he's a mature, uh, hardworking, dedicated. He's got he's got everything you want. And, and that's just what I'm talking about just from the mental makeup standpoint. So you combine that with superior physical skills and a year under his belt. Uh, I mean, I just, I expect him to get immensely better and, uh, and it's going to be exciting to watch him grow, you know, and I I think he's pretty unique too, because, you know, like comparing him to knock and Gawkway and I'm not trying to to make the comparison here to knock and Gawkway, but Josh is bigger. And I think when you have a bigger body, it gives you the ability to do some more things than if you're a little bit smaller. And and I think that's the exciting part about Josh is that he's got the size and he's got the quickness and he's got the speed. And, And when you have all of that put together in one package, first of all, it's very rare. But then it's also very exciting because I think that the ceiling is higher when you have all of the above.
1: Uh, Over or under 14.75 sacks?
2: I mean, I would always go under on that number because, I mean, 14 is a phenomenal number. Okay. I mean, look, if you get double-digit sacks in the National Football League, I don't care who you are. That's a phenomenal accomplishment. Double-digit sacks is the bar for me. I mean, 10, you get over 10 you're an elite pass rusher okay, he and, an uh, and one of the best in the national football league. And if you, if you can stay there consistently,
1: a lot of good stuff. Tell Mr. Loggman happy birthday.
2: I will do that JP.
1: And uh, we'll talk to you again next week.
2: All right, JP, Joe, I know you're listening there, buddy. Missing you guys. One of these days we're going to get back together and have a radio show in person.
1: Don't threaten us logs. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Jeff Lagum Jaguars analyst, joining us. Um, Bono's, Bit Parp, Bono's Pit Barbecue rather is showing support for frontline heroes by creating a hashtag Feed the Frontline campaign. Help support our local doctors, nurses, and hospital workers by donating meals to honor their brave and dedicated efforts during this difficult time. Call 904-332-7427 and donate today. Right around the corner, Ashlyn Sullivan. After this, it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Tito Beveridge, founder founder and master master distiller distiller at at Tito's Handmade Vodka. Vodka. In 1997, 1997. we
3: became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. TitosVodka.com. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate.
0: Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle (laughs) Oh, wait. There it is. <laughs> I was really worried for a second. <laughs> oh, they took your stereo, too.
4: The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. JAGS fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams ball, exclusively from TIA Bank. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste
0: and you're hitting refresh now, palm trees swaying now, letting loose now, busting a move now, cranking up the beats now, hands in the air now, feeling free now. You're on Tropic Time now. And right now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe, try our watermelon mojito and guava margarita smoothies. And you're tasting fruity now, sipping sunshine now, toasting summer now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe.
4: Feel the roar of the Jaguars.
5: It's Duval right now, man. D-T-W-D, Duval till we die.
4: On the home of the Jaguars, 1010XL, 92.5 FM.
1: Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour rolls along. Tropical Smoothie Cafe open for business and ready to serve you. They're open for carryout, delivery, online ordering and drive-thru. Tropical Smoothie appreciates your continued support. If you're watching on Jaguars.com or Jag Social, a look inside TIAA Bank Field. A little rainy afternoon here in Jacksonville on this July 23rd. J.P. Shadrick from the home studio. We've been here since March 19th. We will be here for the at least foreseeable future. Uh, Rookies and quarterbacks are reporting around the league. There are still conversations between the Players Association and the NFL about money. Now, it's come down to that, and uh, we'll see next week. Veterans are scheduled to report and start testing early next week. Let's go to the phone line and welcome in Jaguars.com reporter Ashlyn Sullivan, who joins us now. Ashlyn, good afternoon.
5: Hello, Shadrick. How are you? I'm good. Here at home once again. Nothing's changed. Getting used to it, I guess you could say, because uh, we're here for the long haul.
1: Yeah, might might as well get used to it, right? If you're not used to it by now, <laughs> you're never going to be used to it, unfortunately.
5: You got a problem if you're not used to it by now. That's
1: right. Um, you know, I, I, we're all ready for a little football, though. I think you know. Obviously, we've sat here this whole off season in the summer and went through the draft here at home and uh, got to meet some of the players, the new guys, virtually, and. You know, did a lot of that stuff. Um, there was the one instance of the march from the stadium to JSO where there was a little bit, very little bit of interaction uh, with some people. That was that was really the only time. But I think, Ashland, we're all ready for – this is the time where people get ramped up for training camp and, and football things happen. And um, if you're in this business or around the game or a fan, uh, July, late July is what you gear up for. But now we have to sit here and, and wait and see if it really gets off the ground.
5: Yeah, right now normally would definitely be go time. I think the hardest thing has been normally by now you at least have some understanding of what the draft picks are like and what the new free agents are like, obviously with rookie mini camp and OCAs, And I think that's been at least the weirdest part for me is not really knowing these guys' personalities. I mean, we know what the veterans are like and we still have a good relationship with them, but these new guys, you've talked to maybe once or twice through a Zoom call, but it, it just isn't the same. and Sadly, I don't think we'll get to know these guys near as well as we've got to
1: know you guys in the past. Yeah, you have to have that daily interaction in the locker room and or on the practice field or in the hallway or at the lunchroom or wherever you run across these guys to, to really get a full scope of their personalities, and I think you're, you're spot on <laughs> there. Uh, you did. Have, you have been doing interviews, uh, different content on the Jag social channels. Um, I know you started one – a few weeks back, or a little <laughs> while back now, um, that's a Throwdown, right? Is that what it's called? I guess. Yeah,
5: Jaguars Throwdown, yeah. presented by Publix. Right. It is our biweekly segment on jaguars.com. And we kind of got the idea just from watching different shows. And uh, we never really had a segment where we really gave guys that competitive nature. It was always kind of just a conversation. So we thought, why not put two guys together and let them, if we can't play football right now, you might as well play some type of game. So it's all kinds of different games, a really fun segment. Definitely get a different look at these players and their personality. When you see another play, player playing with them, it, uh, it definitely brings out a different side of them.
1: What was the last one that aired and when's the next one? We're all clamoring for it.
5: <laughs> I hope that was a great description. Now everyone's going to want to watch it. Uh, the last one that was actually the, But last week, we filmed one that went out today on Jaguars.com. And that was two of our newest draft picks, Tyler Davis and Colin Johnson. That was our fourth episode. So we will have another one coming out in two weeks. But you can see the newest one out today on Jaguars.com. And uh, our first one was Avery Jones and DJ Hayden. And they definitely set a very high bar because Avery Jones just does everything well on camera and gaming. He
1: brings the heat. He does. Ashley Sullivan with us, Jaguars.com reporter and host. Uh, on Instagram live this week, you sat down with James O'Shaughnessy, Jaguars tight end. And, you know, I think that's that's the great mystery about last year. You know, there were obviously issues with the tight end position. There have been issues with the tight end position around here for years, mind you. But James O'Shaughnessy had a little something going early last season. But in the fifth game, tore up his knee. He was done for the year. He's been going through rehab the whole time. How is James to deal with this week? And and what can we expect from him in a newly formed tight end room this year?
5: Yeah, he was uh definitely hopeful. And honestly, I was I was pleasantly surprised that I'm sure you are aware as well, uh, JP, that in the locker room at times and definitely with on camera things, James is it's not his favorite thing to talk on camera, but he was talking about as he was getting older and more experienced in the NFL, like he realized that he can use on camera things to his advantage and show his personality. So it was definitely the best conversation I've ever had with James O'Shaughnessy through a camera. And he was talking about how difficult it was to know. Basically his career was at the peak when he got hurt. He had such a good relationship going with Gardner Minshew and they had a great thing going to then get hurt. He said, definitely it was difficult. Uh, and sadly, it's almost to the point I was this tight end group. When you see guys like Josh Oliver and James O'Shaughnessy, at times you forget about their impact because they did have such long injuries that you had to stay patient with. But uh, he said kind of COVID has been a good thing for him because it's given him extra time to rehab. Like as of right now, he said, I would have had to sit out of OTAs and minicamp. I wouldn't have been able to participate. He said, That would have been like cutting open the wound all over again, not being able to be there on the field. with My teammates said, now when we hit the field, I'll be ready to go.
1: And if I'm not mistaken, he's one of the few players since he was in a rehab protocol before COVID hit that he was allowed to go to the building and continue that rehab during this whole thing. Yeah, he was.
5: He said uh, he's been there every single day. He said as of right now, because of all the negotiations going on, he hasn't been able to be there the past week or a half or so. But. He was big time crediting the trainers for, with all of this stuff going on, all the coronavirus things the athletic trainers had to deal with and adapt to, he said he always felt like he was priority number one in that building. And he said, I'm almost kind of glad to have a break from them because I've been with them every single day since (laughs) mid-October.
1: Ashlyn Sullivan with us, Jaguars.com reporter and host. Uh, Jaguars.com written piece this week, uh, I believe went out today, who will be the defensive MVP, and it was a a host of media people around the team. You and I were included on that, and we had the same answer. Josh Allen, you saw him, though. You had a note in this article today that you had a close-up look at him at the Pro Bowl and got a little more (laughs) insight to the way he operates around other pros.
5: Yes, it was very cool to see Josh Allen in a Pro Bowl atmosphere. I mean, we've only ever seen him at the stadium or at away games. I've never really seen him outside of his comfort zone. It was like a kid in the candy shop. And I feel like, like at times younger players, like they kind of want to act cool and act like they've been there before. Josh was the complete opposite. like He was saying how cool it was to be there every single 10 minutes, going up to every guy he could meet and introducing himself. Um, and the coolest thing, which I wrote in this article, was he was walking up onto the field with Vaughn Miller and they were going through moves and you could just tell how cool it was to have a conversation with someone like that. And awesome for Von Miller to take the time out and really you know, teach him something. But it definitely seemed like it was an impactful thing for Josh to be there and meet all these people that hopefully he'll get to their level one day.
1: There were a couple of differing answers from the uh, group. This is the, the group around the Jags radio team, uh, digital media team, on-air folks, uh, television group, all that stuff. So, um, there were a couple. There was a Schobert thrown in there. I think there was a Miles Jackson right. there as well. But the prevailing answer was Josh Allen. I, I think that's after his season. I think that's the ago.
5: obvious.
1: Yeah, it's pretty pretty much the, the obvious one. Now, you know, if somebody else beats out Josh Allen and Josh still has a good year, well, that's even better for this team. But uh, going into it so far, Josh Allen kind of seems to be the guy. All right, so Ashlyn, what you got coming up? I know there's. Um, you know that's the big question. What is coming up? Because the the schedules have changed a little bit. Uh, we're still waiting to see what the outcome is of this negotiation and the testing, and so the the actual I think daily shows starting is a little bit up in the air. But at least mm-hmm. on on social channels, what do you have coming up in the next week or so?
5: Yeah, so we're excited. Um, this kind, these Instagram lives we've been doing have kind of just been something to fill the time in the off season, and we're excited to say that. We're going to continue this segment going into football season. Yes. I think it's a great platform to give these guys kind of a more casual conversation. We've seen a bunch of times where their teammates will jump in and comment, or they have their wives or family members commenting. So it's a great way to kind of get them in a more relaxed atmosphere. So Instagram Live every Wednesday at 5 o'clock every week, a different player. We have Jaguars Throwdown on all, all social outlets every two weeks. And some new things in the hopper that we're working through, but very okay. excited. Definitely uh, trying to get creative here with working from home and, and bringing some new things.
1: Uh, it, it is, um, we've only just begun, Ashlyn. So, yes, we have. <laughs> here
5: we are. Stay uh, give,
1: give her a follow on Twitter if you haven't already at Ashlyn R. Sullivan, A S H L Y N R Sullivan, uh, Jaguars.com reporter and good friend. Ashlyn, thanks a lot. Have a good one.
5: Thanks for the plug, JP. Appreciate
1: it. <laughs> Ashlyn Sullivan joining us. Uh, good stuff there. Uh, give her a follow. She, she does great work on the Jags social channels all the time. Good interviews. Uh, really insightful stuff there from Ashlyn, so check her out. Uh, we're back in a moment. We'll hear from Tony Baselli, Jaguars analyst and uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist a year ago. Pride of the Jaguars left tackle. You know him. You love him. He's coming up after this time out. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
3: Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in austin texas titosvodka.com there's a chance your local geico agent has
4: the same affinity for dad jokes as you What do you call a fake noodle?
3: I don't know. Maybe
0: an impasta. Oh, so cheesy. Ah, did it great on you. Yeah,
4: you really shredded me. (laughs) But there's a better chance your local GEICO agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance. Motorcycle boat or RV insurance, too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need to share a love for paternal puns to do that. Local GEICO agents. Call or visit yours today.
5: When America needed us to build, we built masks ventilators shields when local communities and frontliners needed support Ford dealers answered and now we're open and ready to serve you with special offers and deals across the ford lineup stop by a ford dealership or go online we've made it safer to shop easier to buy built for america built ford proud
6: Whether you are driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol.
0: without notice, equal housing opportunity.
4: Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, equal housing lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
5: No radio, no problem. Take 1010XL with you anywhere you go. Download the 1010XL app, free for Apple and Android users.
1: Money Pages is helping communities save and local businesses grow through its magazine and app. Download the free Money Pages app for local savings and do it right now. Welcome back Jaguars happy hour. On a cloud-covered and sometimes rainy Thursday afternoon, July 23rd, J.P. Shadrick from the home studio. As we continue in self-isolation, the uh, training camps are scheduled to begin very soon. Rookies and quarterbacks around the league are reporting for testing. Veterans are scheduled to report for testing early next week. Let's go to the phone line and welcome in Jaguars analyst and our good friend Tony Vaselli. Tony, good afternoon. What's up, JP? Oh, just uh, another week here at home. You know, uh and but we're another week closer we think to football season.
7: You know, that's that's the goal, isn't it? I mean, it's uh it's interesting, you know, you know, ever since this uh COVID-19 pandemic has started, we've seen, you know, sports leagues kind of, you know, be canceled and go or be delayed. And then as they all work to come back and uh, all of us as part of the NFL kind of sat back and watched is the conversations of the commissioners and then the, the unions versus the league. And, you know, whether it's been baseball, which didn't go very well at all, but now they're figuring out, a, you know, a, a shortened season. And we've seen what basketball's done with the bubble and the back and forth there and golf is probably the easiest one to come back um, in this process based on the environment that we all live in. And now, you know, in my thought, at least JP during the whole time, like, Oh, you know, this is, you know, the NFL figured it out, you know, right. you know, by the, by the time we get to football, you know, all this will be sorted out and you fast forward and we sit here today. Um, and it feels like we're just still trying to figure it out. And now we're kind of in this similar situation. We've seen the other leagues in where, you know, you're hoping that you're going to get started but we don't know when um, and we really don't know what it's going to look like as the, as the league and the union kind of um, work through the, the big issues that have to be solved, everything from the testing and protocols there. It looks like they've got that settled. But then, you know, all the things around the economics and what happens when someone tests positive, um, you know, how that's going to be sorted out during the year, um, and then all the ancillary things that kind of surround the game of football, like yours, nice job. Yes. Um, calling the games on Sundays and you know shows and coverage and uh, so it's uh it's sure, it sure sure is an interesting time that we find ourselves in.
1: Tony Baselli with us, Jaguars analyst on Jaguars Happy Hour, and I think I touched on this last week. You know we there's 25 active players in baseball, a little more at the start of this season because of the circumstances. 11 players on the field for each team in soccer um nba has what 12 guys on the active roster there's 53 active players in the nfl and probably 16 practice squad guys this year and 20 coaches i mean it is by far the most challenging in terms of numbers of any sport i can think of in terms of testing
7: um well the numbers the the, ty- the way this, the game is played with the, you know, the contact and, and not, you know, not just on game day, but also what it takes to be prepared for a game. So if you camp and practice and, uh, and everything else, yeah, I think it is the most complex just because of the nature of the game and the number of players,
1: uh, Tony, part of that negotiation, it sounds like there are no preseason games. I haven't officially said that, but all the conversations kind of were coming out over the last few days. So How difficult is it to figure out your 53 without preseason games? And how difficult is it for a late-round pick or an undrafted player without those games to make a roster now?
7: Um, I think it's difficult. I think it's tough. Because, you know, if you're a head coach and GM like Dave Caldwell and and Doug Barone, you use camp and preseason games to get a real sense of of how – um, your draft picks, uh, especially your late round draft picks and the free agents that are going to kind of fill out the last you know, five to 10 spots of your roster of how they can contribute on special teams as uh, role players and the such. Um, and it takes time because you don't know these guys at all. Um, and so now without those reps and without those opportunities, I think human nature goes to, hey, let's go with what we know the known quality of players that we have worked with um that have been a part of our system and by the way if they haven't we're going to go with the ones that we've invested a lot of money in you know high price high price free agents that you've seen play on other teams you have a good sense of what they can do and then obviously your you know top three to four rounds of your draft because you've invested draft capital in in dollars around guaranteed money in those individuals so um, just by the very nature of what we're facing and the time crunch and the lack of reps, um, I think you find yourselves, you know, it's always an uphill battle when you're uh, undrafted free agent or a late round pick. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I think it's even more difficult now because you're you just not going have the opportunity to show what you can do.
1: Tony Baselli with us, Jaguars analyst. Uh, I I'm, I'm asked Logs this earlier, and I'm, I'm curious of your thoughts on this as well. The face shield idea on helmets. We always uh, – well, not always, but sometimes some players wear the, the visors. But now the expectation is that face shields that cover the the nose and the mouth and the lower part of the face mask will be recommended but not required. Oakley is developing these things, right, to uh, limit the spread of droplets. But if you were playing, Tony, would you or would you not wear one and why?
7: I, I, I would not want to. I know that. Um because I like wearing as little as possible and, and especially think in the heat, you know, I would want to test it at the very least, understand, you know, how much heat will it kind of hold within the face mask and is breathing different or anything like that. So I, I know I wouldn't want to, um, would I, you know, I don't know, I probably if I felt like it was going to keep me safer and people around the game safer so that we could play the game. So if, if there was some, data point that the league had or oakley had or some scientist had or medical doctor had that said if you do this it's gonna help um stop you know limit the spread and is and going to give you a better chance of playing all 16 games then i probably would now if i'm sitting in my seat where i've already had it and, and i feel like you know and i still have the antibodies then that would might change the, kind of my thought process as well but i would hope that my mindset would be what is this Best way to ensure that we get to play a full season. If that means for this year I need to wear this uh, kind of plexiglass or some clear plastic, uh, uh, you know, mouth shield or nose shield or whatever it is, um, then I probably would.
1: Tony Muscelli with us last couple of minutes with the pride of the Jaguars left tackle and Jaguars analyst. You know, I want to go back, Tony, to the the conversation between the PA and the NFL here. It's come down to a few different things, but the the money and and really how any shortfalls in revenue are dispersed. One side would like it over an 11 year CBA. It would be the players. Whereas we have reports that the league wants it over this year and next year. Where do you think that falls in the end of the day?
7: Oh, gosh. I mean, I, I think in all these things, that, you know, we go back to when the CBA is negotiated and we go back to 2011 where, you know, it goes to 11th hour. Um, ultimately, I think it's going to get figured out. And I think, uh, you know, let me say what I hope. I hope what happens is that both sides understand that there's going to have to be sacrifice by each side um, because of what we're facing in these unprecedented times. And the hard part of the, for the players is um, having a longer-term view because if you're a player that maybe is on their last year or two, your mindset is like, hey, I need to get as much as I can right now um but at the same time I, you know this is why you have a union you I'm hoping the union leadership is looking at the longer term view working with the owners and understanding that because of this that if we don't get this right and if we don't work together then there's going to could be some really really uh tough decisions next year with the cap fluctuating downward in a downward manner in a huge way that would you know have a material effect on uh, what teams would be able to spend on players and you then would see i think a number of good players paid a lot of money um probably let go and a lot of movement that i don't think any that's good for the game or good for anyone
1: tony good stuff know you got to run appreciate your time always good to catch up with you you know jp anytime how are you doing I mean, i mean we you you ask for everyone else and
7: you're always so concerned about all of our health and safety and the league and everything else. How's
1: J.P. Shattered? Well, I'm here. I'm good. Um, you know, I'm not hiding at home, though. I mean, I get out. I go eat. I come back. I wash my hands. I use the sanitizer and the mask. And, you know, I go out and do my thing and come back. That's, that's really uh, that's really my day these days. I have I smoked a lot more cigars than I probably should. But that's, you know, <laughs> uh, come, comes with the territory. <laughs> That's okay though oh
7: it's 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 a tough time right now, and you know, and everyone listened to us, I mean everyone's trying to figure this out and uh and I think you know hopefully we're all thinking of not just ourselves but other people as we make these decisions and what's the best way for us to hopefully get this uh covid nineteen behind us, hopefully get to a vaccine or get to a point where we can get back to some uh, normal- normality and and I know like you, boy, I'm sure hoping we play football this year, I think that'd be uh. Uh, selfishly be great for me because i enjoy it so much and i can't imagine a fall without football but i think it'd be good for everybody too just all the people who love this game and to hopefully uh for a few hours on sundays monday nights and thursday nights that we can uh kind of take our mind off what's going on and uh root for our favorite team
1: we're so close to getting off the runway for this preseason or at least the oh it's crazy team.
7: but I got, I, we're not I there got yet one, i got one more question Let's go one more, a couple of minutes. I got a question for you. What what was your what was your uh, reaction to the football uh, Washington football team, the changing of the name uh, of the uh, of the football team up in Washington D.C.? I think
1: it's a good move because it gives the organization a little more time to figure out the the real right way to go with a nickname. Um, they can do a little more research into it, get some more input from a bunch of different parties if they'd like. And why not? You have soccer teams that are called, you know, uh, so-and-so FC, so they don't have nicknames either. So why not try it for a year? Um, and you know, I'm, we're going to have to put a fine system in place. though for every time I say Redskins, I'll say that because it's not going to go away easy, but, um, but I think it's, I think it's a good, good move for this year. It gives them a little more flexibility.
7: Well, we're always so, you know, we're so trained to talk about teams like we have. I mean, calling them since we were kids and now covering them. I mean, how, how often have we all slipped and said the San Diego Chargers instead of the Los Angeles Chargers? <laughs> That's right. It, it, pro- it, it probably took a, you know, a good year uh, or a season and a half to kind of get over, call, you know, calling that, that team the wrong name.
1: No doubt. So we'll have that same situation here, I think. But uh, hey, good move, and they're keeping the colors. They're they're putting the numbers on the helmets, like Alabama, Tony. So you can't you can't lose that way. Yeah, yeah. I I really you know it's
7: funny when you say that because when I saw when I saw that uh, today, I immediately thought I'm like my goodness, here we go. I'm gonna have to listen to to JP tell me about Alabama and the influence that it has across the the world.
1: Of well, I mean, half their roster's from Alabama anyway, so they might as well. That's a good point. So they're all comfortable with it. They might as well put the numbers on there. Good stuff, Tony. Good to talk to you. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Tony Vaselli, proud of the Jaguars' left tackle, joining us here on Jaguars Happy Hour. Yeah, a lot of news around the National Football League. We'll come back in a moment and touch on some of the other high points from around the league This week, this is Jaguars
3: Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in austin texas titos vodka.com
6: whether you're driving to a jaguars game or on the way to work when you see flashing lights please move over if you can't move over a lane slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit you can protect those who help you on the road from law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving see lights please move over brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams
4: ball, exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: without notice equal housing opportunity
5: at ViStar we believe in better especially in helping build a better financial future for our members so we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up we've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. When America needed us to build, we built. Masks, ventilators, shields. When local communities and frontliners needed support, Ford dealers answered. And now we're open and ready to serve you with special offers and deals across the Ford lineup. Stop by a Ford dealership or go online. We've made it safer to shop, easier to buy. Built for America. Built Ford Proud.
4: Go into the night with Jaguar sideline reporter Rick Ballew every weeknight on
1: 1010XL. 1010XL. Welcome back, final moments of Jaguars Happy Hour. Florida Blue is here to help you better understand COVID-19, share information to help protect you and your family, and make sure you get the care and support you need during this challenging time. Florida Blue's support extends beyond healthcare as they work with the community to provide meals for seniors, masks for healthcare workers and residents, funds for immediate needs, and expertise on prevention. Jaguars happy hour rolls along. J.P. Shadrick, and if you're watching on jaguars.com, you just had a nice view of the Hart Bridge. And, uh, you know, it's funny, today I, was, I drove around. A uh, little side story here before we go around the National Football League. Um, and I drove downtown. I haven't been down that way by the stadium in a while. Uh, and the testing site is now gone out of Lot J. It has moved to a few different new testing sites around town. Uh, So the parking lot was empty, didn't go anywhere near the building or anything like that, but just drove around Gator Bowl Drive and just to see. And guess what? The, uh, the, The viaduct off of the Hart Bridge to downtown is gone, totally gone and totally cleared out. And turning the corner in front of WJCT, the public radio station there, heading toward downtown, all of a sudden you have the... Big view of the Main Street Bridge from there. It's wide open out of the river, um, and if you get a chance, check it out down there. It's a, a stark difference, uh, I think, in a very good way. Uh, hopefully, for the um, the months ahead, to start some development in that area, uh, downtown. But uh, pretty cool to see, and that that's happened. Well, they just started it at the start of the pandemic, and uh, now it's pretty much all the cons- or the the um, demolition work. It seems to be done. So um, now the next step is digging some holes in the ground across the street over there in Lot J. Hopefully that'll happen at uh, some point soon. Also today, uh, we we mentioned all these other sports, uh, you know, starting back up, soccer. Uh, Liverpool won the Premier League. The uh, championship, the Fulham yesterday, Fulham Football Club, owned by Shad Khan, had a chance to make it to the second spot in the in the um, standings, but they they had to have some things go their way. They didn't. They finished fourth, so they're in the playoff to get the third automatic promotion spot, uh, which they a few years ago ended up winning that uh, that big game at Wembley to get up. So uh, good luck to Fulham over the next couple weeks. And yes, other sports getting started tonight. Major League Baseball is back. The Yankees and the Nationals in Washington at 7:08. Dr. Fauci will throw out the first pitch. Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer on the mound. I think the last time they met was in the World Series. And then tonight, 10 o'clock, 10.08 10. Eastern Time, the Giants and the Dodgers. Johnny Cueto for San Francisco and former Jacksonville son Clayton Kershaw gets the opening day start. And he's been ba- fantastic on opening day for the Los Angeles Dodgers over the years. We'll see if we can do it again. But baseball is back for real tonight. Well, so let's hope football can get back at some point soon. Let's go around the National Football League. And and Tony touched on this just a moment ago. The Washington football team. That's the new name, at least, in the interim in D.C., according to an announcement by Washington today. The color scheme stays the same. They'll take the logo off the helmet, and they'll add numbers, jersey numbers, to the helmet in place of that old logo. The process of a permanent name and finding that name continues, but the team said today they'll take input from players, alumni, fans, sponsors, and the community for the new team name, whatever it will be. But it seems that this year they will be called the Washington football team and merchandise with Washington football team will uh, go online. You're already seeing some of it pop up on social media in the last uh, the few hours or so that since the announcement this morning but it'll go online and start selling in the coming days. Jets are in the news. Jets owner and U.S. ambassador to the United Kingdom, Woody Johnson, is under fire this week after a report of him making sexist and racist comments to government staffers while serving as ambassador. Now, Johnson denied that report on Twitter this week, and he also insisted that he didn't violate any government ethics rules. That was a separate report suggested that he did by attempting to get the Open Championship commonly known as the British Open, uh, played at a course owned by President Trump. Quote from uh, Woody Johnson said, quote, I followed the ethical rules and requirements of my office at all times, end quote. We'll see where that story takes us uh, moving ahead as well. Um, And that is our quick look around the National Football League. One final note today, uh, late breaking, Green Bay apparently bidding to host the 2024 NFL Draft. Packers president Mark Murphy told shareholders in a virtual meeting that Green Bay is a finalist to host the draft that year. Of course, Las Vegas lost the draft this year due to the pandemic, so the league awarded the 2022 draft to Las Vegas. 2021 is already slated for Cleveland, and then 2023 is scheduled in Kansas City. So uh, Green Bay is knocking on the door as a finalist, they say. In 2024, And I think the the hopes here, of course, were when Daly's place was open, that at some point Jacksonville could be a candidate to host the NFL draft. But it it takes, in my opinion, it takes the development around all that to, to happen to attract events like that as well, because the infrastructure and the way things are set up as it sits today, it would be very difficult to bring in that type of crowd, that type of environment for three days straight uh, and really make it sing downtown. So I think Lot J is is vital for any bid like that. Not that they couldn't bid already and, you know, probably execute it, but to make it its full extent that it could be and do the city and the NFL proud, I think it's got to have that full development behind it as well. So uh, we'll see what happens on the uh, NFL uh, draft in 2024. It's a few years away. I mean, let's just get to the 2020 season before we before we go too far down the line here, that we already saw they could execute a draft virtually. and it actually, in some ways was a little better uh, for television, I think, than uh, some of the things you saw uh, in the years past in the NFL draft. This was a fun draft to be a part of, to see in people's homes and in gms and and head coaches, houses and the setups. and it was a it was a pretty cool scene. Um, but obviously, we'd love to have. The draft back in person that means things are back and open again. But I think you could take some pieces of what happened in the draft this past year, and the league will likely use some of those lessons they learned in covering the draft like that and move it to um, years ahead. The Colts today have postponed Robert Mathis's induction into the Ring of Honor until 2021. Of course, uh, Jaguars fans know Mathis very well, they wanted to have fans. Uh, involved in that. So the only way really to do that to a full effect, to a full stadium is to wait uh, a year or so. So there you have it. Uh, Look around the National Football League, our uh, show next week, 4 o'clock. Thursdays, as always, for uh, Jaguars happy hour. Uh, There will be a Jaguars drive time next Thursday morning as well. So uh, check out the schedule coming up. Check it on Jags social media. And uh, we'll be with you. Uh, we, obviously, we'll, we'll wait for the news to see what happens over the weekend between the Players Association and the NFL. Let's hope things go well. Let's kick this thing off and have some Jaguars football here in 2020. Thanks to Jeff Lagerman, Ashwin Sullivan, Tony Buscelli, Ryan Bonifant back in the studio, Max Hockman at TIAA Bank Field For everyone involved, I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.